gentlemen wow i'm almost i'm almost going above negative nine i already got to control it how are we how are we doing today you know this is Braden dwyer from the plus white podcast and i actually talk i have to talk a lot softer than usual because uh, of this but we're in a brand new studio today brand new studio and i'm here with my boy noah noah how are you doing today i am doing quite excellent mr dwyer man this is just we've, we came a long way you exceptional know. We got here, and all this headphone stuff wasn't working. And so we moved to two other studios, and now we're in the official 90.9 FM, the light. Can you believe that? Hey, look, Ma, I made it. That's all <laughs> I can say. But this is crazy. For my first episode to be in the big office, this is like the White House of the radio station. Man, I just... You think they should allow more presidents in Calvo? Oh, 100%. Like, who would you want? Well, Mike Pence was pretty good. I haven't lived in the States that much. Really? But I like Obama. Yeah, I mean, tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience, you know, kind of yeah. like, you know, your story and everything. And Hello, everyone. My name is Noah Seidlitz. I am a freshman studying graphic design and photography. I work for the newspaper, the Liberty Champion newspaper, as a photo editor. And I am actually an MK. So I lived 17 years of my life overseas. I was born there, raised there, just came back to live in the States in 2020. So don't have that much experience living here, but you know, we're figuring it out one day at a time. And as an MK, like how was, where, where were you like predominantly? So I was born in Malaysia and me and my family lived there for 12 years. And then I was about to go in the middle school and my family decided that the schooling in the Malaysia wasn't that great. So we moved to the Philippines for a better school, and I lived there for five years. Mm -hmm. Man, like, like, what were some of the differences? Like, uh, were there like any animals there, like that were that weren't like usually here? So there's a lot of like cows, cattle, um, chickens, just yeah. like chickens and goats, because a lot of people will just like have them at their house. You don't necessarily need to have them on a farm. But there's also water buffalo. There's all these exotic birds, toucans, parrots, you know, crazy fauna and flora. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like the furthest I've been like away and then like that's crazy. I just kind of like what made you what made you want to come to Liberty like after after all that, you know? So I was looking into the, the Liberty MK scholarship since like middle school. Yeah. And so that was what first caught my eye at Liberty. But then was it like an ad or like? So my parents had told me about it, and I started looking at the website like, oh, this is cool. Liberty's a pretty cool place. Right. But I didn't actually come visit Liberty until I was in 10th grade. I came for CFAW. And then I was like, dude, this place is really cool. Yeah. So I came for another CFAW, and then I was pretty set on it. I'm with you, bro. I mean, we're about to have a CFAW soon. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits about CFAW, I feel like. Uh, good food. You know, there's a lot more people. I'm just trying to think construction-wise. Like, Yeah. There's a lot going on on campus. Yeah. I mean, it's getting, it's getting, like, sunnier out, you know. It's getting nice and sunny, which I'm, a lot more people outside. There's a lot of dogs. There's a lot of yeah. dogs outside. You got a dog? I don't have a dog. In the Philippines, we had a dog, but we had to leave her there oh. when we moved back here. So we just found a new home for her. Right. Pretty oh, sad. Yeah. 
That's but. perfect, man. You a dog, more of a dog kind of guy. I personally, I love dogs, but I, if I were to have my own, I would definitely pick a cat. Mm. Just because I feel like they're easier to maintain, and they have they they still have a strong bond with you. It's just shown in different ways than a dog. Yeah, there's like different types of cats. I feel like there's um, you know, like got the house cats, and then lions. Lions? Wait, what do you mean? Like lions are cats, big cats. Oh yeah, I think we're talking about two different types of cats. I was yeah. Talking about like house cats, tabby cats. Oh yeah. yeah. The lions, though, yeah. Bro, have you seen like um, just like lion attacks, man? I haven't seen them in real life. I've seen videos. Right. Do you agree with like zoos? I don't. I'm just. I'm trying. I have mixed feelings on zoos because zoos, you know, God did give us like I guess dominion over the 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 animals and like the birds and stuff like that. But oftentimes in zoos, they're they overstep the line between like safe for the animals and like healthy for the animals. So like in protecting us they might like damage the the animals well-being or like their mental state, you know. Cuz I I've been, like I've been to a, there's a there's an aquarium called SeaQuest. Uh, you know, have you been there? I've been there. What do you think of that? Like what what like I mean, to kind of describe it to the viewers a little bit like So SeaQuest, it's more of an aquarium but they have some birds and some some like smaller land animals as well. They got some like baby kangaroos there, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah. I saw capybaras. Oh, capybaras. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like something like that, it's just inside a mall. So it's not the best living accommodations for the animals. And when I went there, it was all like dark and stuff. So I don't know how they're getting like natural light or anything. No, no. I don't even take them outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think zoos are a little more acceptable mm-hmm. than like aquariums, especially zoos that kind of have the animals just walk around yeah. you know where you drive through and they just kind of are in their yeah. you know, not natural habitat like Jurassic Park yeah kind of something like that do you think Jurassic Park could actually happen I mean they I feel like I heard something recently where science are they're trying to clone a fossilized embryo like f- the exact same way that it was done in the movie and I'm like dude there's like a whole series about it why would you even attempt it <laughs> we already know what's gonna happen I mean there's so much stuff that we don't know though mm-hmm. the gu- you know you know, personally, I can't really get into the government stuff, but, like, like, do you believe, like, time travel can eventually happen? I don't believe so. Because yeah. I feel like if we do that, then we become beings that are outside of time. Yeah. And I don't believe that's, like, achievable for us because at that, at that point, we're basically a god. And they're, 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 yeah, no, no, what are you going to say? That's, that's, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many options. Like, how would it really work? Because I feel like if you time travel back in time and change something, you're in a new timeline. But I feel like there's still a you in this universe somehow. Let's say I time traveled, like, right now. I think I would still exist right now, making my conscious decisions. But there'd be another version of me somewhere who went back in time and changed something. And then affected the whole because like i feel like every every action has a small purpose mm-hmm. like let's say someone did say good morning to george washington one day and mm-hmm. then didn't decide to go out and cross the the river because he was in a bad mood or something that would that would single-handedly change the whole world yeah or at least the united states of america yeah um so it's just stuff like that that makes me think yeah and I, like just like you no know, we know what we're saying i like to think about stuff like that 
just as like you know oh fantasy you know i don't i don't believe it'll it'll happen yeah because we we know how it works we're just starting to learn how it works but we're still worlds away from figuring out how to actually achieve it yeah and just like the whole concept of you have to rearrange like your molecules like i I don't know Mm -hmm. it just gives me a headache thinking about it bro Mm -hmm. And same with like virtual reality stuff too. Yeah. You know, like what what are your like? Because do you how close do you do you think uh, we're getting? Oh, sorry, one second. Sure. We we can just we can just cut it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. My mic is low. Do you want to like pause it and like listen to that, and then we can like cut back to it? Later? No, I think I can fix it. Okay. There we go. Is that? Hopefully, this is better. <laughs> okay, yeah, we we can't pause and listen to it actually. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are actually back. We are back. We just uh, have received harrowing news. We are now. We just got kicked out of the station, and we are currently. We're on the run. We're on the run. LUPD is after us. <laughs> Jerry Prevo has kicked us out of out of campus. So, I think we were talking about... <laughs> VR. You had just asked me about VR. <laughs> yeah, what do you... Before we were so rudely interrupted by Jerry Prevo. How, how, um... How close do you think we are to, like, full... You know, have you ever seen Ready Player One? I have seen Ready Player One. Well, for those of you who don't know, it's like a... It's like, kind of like Sword Art Online. And for those of you who haven't seen Sword Art Online... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like you're, you're like a full bodysuit... <laughs> <laughs> in a video game like gloves and your feet and you just name something even more <laughs> <laughs> okay so like your body's in like a full like haptic video game suit um wait am i even recording <laughs> oh <laughs> Were you recording? Yes, I was. All right, this is just a new setup, so I, I think I'm recording. Okay, I definitely Welcome am. to the Plus White Podcast, everybody. Okay, so it's, you have a full bodysuit, a full, like, haptic <laughs> VR bodysuit, and, like, you can, like, when you, you know, uh, like, it's, like, real life, but it's not real life, so you're able to do things. Okay, anyways, so, like... Virtual you, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? So... Like, how close are we? I watched Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. You no. Know, a lot of the stuff they do in the movie... Like treadmills, so that you can run and still be in the same place. They're called omnidirectional treadmills. Yeah. And then full haptic suits, they have those right now. They're just super expensive, and or the technology in the games isn't as advanced to use that to this full potential. So, as of right now, we're we're getting close to it. I don't believe it's going to become as powerful as it is in the movies for a while, because right now it's still crazy expensive, and in Ready Player One, even like in the slums, they had like these full suits, VR goggles and everything, and they spent like their whole day there. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, it's like addiction. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it became like full scale addiction. Yeah, like another drug or something, bro. That's crazy to think about. Just like, I don't know, there's so many things that are introduced in the world just to like trip us up, you know? Mm-hmm. And can like, so like, I don't know, but I feel Because like, it sells, so that's why they created it. That's man. Yeah. Um, I was uh, kind of what you're saying. Uh, I, I remember I went to I went to uh, they have like omnidirectional uh, treadmills at like this place called Fun Quest. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I Play America, mm-hmm. and I went there and like they strap you in, and, but it's just kind of lame. 
Like, it was like a yeah. shooter game, and I'm just running. You, well, you don't actually run forward in place. You just kind of have to, like, shuffle shuffle your feet. Was it's, it VR? Yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah. my nose didn't fit all the way through. So you see so, the, you know, the technology like, isn't as a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but that was, a, that was a fun time, though, because mm-hmm. we – Played around the ball pit for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to do at Liberty here, man? You know, we're, we're just we're just kind of bouncing off the rails here, sure. man. Sure. So at Liberty, you know, I love taking pictures, photos. Mm. There's just so much you can photograph. Right. Like whether it's campus, whether it's people, whether it's events. There's just so much to do on and then off campus as well. I haven't even shot off campus barely, mm. and there's so much of Lynchburg that's just so historic, so beautiful, so I guess aesthetic. Yeah. Downtown Lynchburg is so nice. I've been there only a couple times, and just it's really, really, like, you would find, like, really nice spots there. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into photography anyways? So I have been taking photos on my, my phone, just kind of, like, casually. Yeah. And then summer of 2021, my grandfather gifted me a camera, just his hand-me-down camera, and it had, like, a, a starter lens, a couple starter lenses. It was just right. a, a pretty basic starter camera. And so that was really helpful for me because I took it the whole summer. I just shot anything I could, mm-hmm. just taking pictures of birds. We, we went to the lake. So like the lake, um, we went to a softball game. I took pictures of the softball game, just whatever I could take pictures of, I did. And so I'm, I'm self-taught in that. I just like over the course of like, I guess it's a year and a half now. Right. I've just been shooting and then learning from my mistakes, watching YouTube videos, you know, just figuring it out on my own. And then now... Last semester, I was doing photography for the newspaper as my CSER, mm-hmm. and this semester, I'm blessed to have it as my job, Man. and so it takes up a lot more time out of my schedule, but obviously, I'm getting compensated for that through my pay. Right. I mean, um, how, like, what are some of the events you do? Like, do you have, do you get to, like, have, like, an all-access pass into photography, or? Yeah, so whatever events, whatever stories the newspaper is covering, right. we will often assign photographers to those events. So convocation, hap- we're, we do a story on that every week. Mm-hmm. Sports games, especially the major ones, basketball, hockey, volleyball sometimes. Right. Yeah, whatever the main events are, those are the ones we usually send photographers to. Because we have, there's three sections, sports, opinion, feature, and there's also a news category. Right. And so we need events from all of those. So I've shot, I like shooting sports the most. Hockey, it was fun. I, I went to my first game on Saturday. Really? What did you think of That was a lot of, of fun. It was, well, I'd been to a hockey game before. I hadn't okay. shot it before. Oh, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. And so that was just, it's really fast paced. Right. Everyone moving in and out so quickly. Will you eventually do football? I will do football. Oh, you'll be on the field, you think? Yep, I oh, will be on the field. Oh, That's yep. going to be valid. So I'll get, right now I have a sports all-access pass and a convocation all-access pass. And then I will eventually get a football pass for next year. That's awesome, dude. Yep. Man, just because your grandfather. It's going to be a lot man. of fun. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what, uh, for like the people beginning photography, what are some of your like tips or like what do you usually, or like just like kind of methods? Yeah. So I personally, I learned kind of just by trial and error. Mm-hmm. So I would, that's how I figured out the settings. I watched a couple YouTube videos on it, but the videos usually tell you just to figure it out for yourself. Right. So like mess around, like take one picture and then fix only one setting and see how that affects the picture mm-hmm. and then after doing that a while you get to learn how each picture will eventually affect the outcome and you can always fix it in post but there's only so much you can do in post right i'm with you yeah i mean because uh, each photographer has like their own distinct style so what would you say is something that you kind of when you look at a photo you are kind of identified that that's you you know when, like, when do you know when the time is right to take a take a flick 
So yeah. I try to, to focus on motion mm. and emotion. Mm. So, for example, in hockey, they're moving super fast. Right. So you have to compensate for that and take a picture that captures. So when you look at the picture, you're like, dang, that person's moving really fast. Yeah. And then emotion as well. So um, th those are mostly on the faces. Uh, although occasionally, like, you can tell someone's emotion from, like, their posture, their stance. And so I feel like capturing those things make my photos more powerful, more appealing. Mm -hmm. Man, like, do you have any inspirations, you would say, or, like, or just, just kind of do your own thing, man? Well, you know, I looked at Reddit a lot for mm. photos, and yeah. I'd be like, dude, how do they shoot that? And so then I would get inspiration, or I would get, I guess, motivation to be like, I want to take something that's as cool as that photo. Right, yeah. I mean... And so I'm always working, trying to get better, obviously. And you said you don't edit them a lot? Or so, not really? So like, just lighting-wise? So you can... Editing in post is often what makes or breaks the image. Right. Because you shouldn't rely on editing it in post. Yeah, 100%. Because if you have a picture that's just super dark, mm. chances are you're not going to be able to lighten it that much without destroying the image. Mm. However, composition is one of the most important uh, elements of photography. You usually, to make the pictures pop, you have to edit them. Because just regular shooting, the colors are going to be more dark. Um, for sometimes the lighting in the shadows is going to be off, but usually you have to, I usually edit my photos at least a little bit just to make them stand out more. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, um, a lot of things that can go wrong, like make or break a photo. You know, I've seen photos that look beautiful, like unedited, but when like, there's so much, like there was a period of time and like basketball, I, I really filed the NBA for a while mm -hmm. where they would just sharpen an image like a hundred times and you would see like no offense to like people with like mm -hmm. acne scars or nothing, but you would see like mm -hmm. it was like so sharp like they're on their face you would see all their facial features which I, it's nothing to, i don't even know why i mentioned that but um like i was just like man it looks like i don't know i'm mm -hmm. like so um yeah. i mean where's your goal in all this like uh, i mean where are you really trying to get to future wise have you sure. thought a lot about that sure. or yeah so right now i'm studying graphic design and photography right I know more about photography just because I've done that longer. I'm just starting my graphic design classes. But because so much of my life was related to the mission field, I'm hoping I can help in some way with that, whether working with missions organizations as a photographer or as a designer, mm. because every company needs graphic designers. That's just, yeah. it's, a, it's an integral part of a, of a company. And just to, to, that gives it like professionalism, helps it stand out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm hoping to do something with that, whether it's here, in the states or overseas i'm not opposed to either one i'm mm. just kind of like kind of like letting it all be in god's hands 100 yeah just i'm not trying to make any concrete plans right now i'm just seeing where he leads me seeing what opportunities he gives me like this job is obviously like a great opportunity as a right. freshman mm -hmm. to do this like everyone i'm working with is older than me and so that's kind of humbling but also i know that there's a lot they can teach me it's great attitude man 100 have you seen a you're like super into photos, so like, have you seen the the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I have. Dude, I like that movie. I love that movie. I watched that movie twice. I think I watched it first for class, and then I watched it for fun. But I haven't actually watched that movie since I started like actually taking pictures more seriously. So I'll have yeah. to watch it again because I already liked the movie. But now like, I'm more into. I'm looking more at photos, looking more into like the the world of photography, and that movie is definitely 
uh, that's definitely a central topic. Yeah, that movie is shot like so gorgeously. Like it, it's not even. It had like a maybe a ninety million budget, maybe. So like, but it, it seems like a two hundred dollar movie, mm -hmm. a maybe two hundred million dollar movie. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so shot so beautifully. Are you into movies a lot, or? I'm I I, I enjoy movies. Mm. I wouldn't say that I have to watch this many movies a week. Right. But I have a list of movies I want to watch. However, I'm not doing that well at getting them done just because I have other stuff that gets in the way 100% yeah I mean like what? what's like one movie on that list that you can name off the top of your head off the top of my head I want to see um oh it's the one with I, I'm blanking on the name um Who, who's in it though Jim Carrey it's the one where he's serious um oh, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> no it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> oh Jim Carrey is oh the Truman Show no I wa that's a good movie that is, that a, good is movie. a good movie um um, it's an older movie. Oh, oh uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, Eternal yeah, Sunshine yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Spotless okay, Mind. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's on my list. And okay. I'm interested to see it because I haven't seen a movie where Jim Carrey is, is being more serious. Like, even in The Truman Show, he's kind he's of he's his kind character, of goofy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've seen it. I saw that. Have you seen a movie called Yes Man? I have not. I've heard of it. Yeah, Jim Carrey basically has to say yes to everything. Mm. I think Jim Carrey's a great actor. It's a shame he's not really in a lot anymore. Yeah. You know? Like he, he had his prime, I feel. Yeah, he did have his prime. He was in a bunch of movies. A bunch yeah. of actors have really kind of might have fallen off because mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like people think it's a bad thing when you fall off mm -hmm. or when it, like it's just you know not really your time anymore. You, you mm -hmm. kind of made your money. Like there was that period where like the grown ups period I like to call it. You remember like Adam Sandler, mm -hmm. and Paul Blart, yep. grown ups, hot tub time machine, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But now that you know, they're not really. Mm -hmm. uh, but Secret Life of Walter Mitty, like. That deals a lot of locations. Where would you, if you had to pick right now, where would you, where would you want to live, or where would you want to go, anywhere in the world? Because that movie's about going, going places in the world. Yep. So right now, I am ecstatic over the idea of traveling to Europe mm. and just backpacking across Europe, getting by bare bones with just like a camera and like two pairs of clothing. Right. Is that what ba I never, I never know what backpacking means. Is that pretty sure. much what it means? So backpacking means you basically just live out of backpack. So you, you don't carry much. You don't have that much money. You stay at hostels, which are just like, they're not like hostile. They're H-O-S-T-E-L, <laughs> hostels. They're just like inns that are specifically for travelers. So usually it's like a bed and then like a shared bathroom. Right. And sometimes there's like dorm style where there's like 12, 20 beds in a room. And That's you just it. like buy a bed for the night. It's a, okay. Yeah. And so they're usually super cheap. Yeah, it's, I was about to say like is it like a reduced price. Like how cheap are we talking? Well, like, I, I don't know about Europe, night. but I know in... Malaysia, you could get hostels for like maybe a dollar, two dollars a night. Wow. But of course, the economy is a lot different there. Totally. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to like, what, like three dollars here is like a one dollar there or something? Or what, what do you reckon? So that's that's not how it works. But like <laughs> a dollar is about four to five ringgit, which is the Malaysian currency. Okay. And things are just priced differently there. For uh, I, I don't know as much as about Malaysia because I haven't lived there since I was 12. Right. But for the Philippines, one dollar is 50 pesos. And a, a lot of stuff is just way cheaper there. For example, anywhere I wanted to go in a taxi within our city, mm -hmm. like the most expensive it would be, would be like four bucks. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, first of all, the city is pretty small, but then also public transportation is just so cheap and so, like, readily available. Right. We didn't even own a car just because of how, how affordable everything was. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I've always wanted to, uh, I really wanted to go to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Like ever since I was a yep. baby. I don't know why. 
I think just something something about like I think everyone has an instinct to travel. Mm-hmm. That's like one of everyone's really big dreams. I yeah. feel like I wonder why. I wonder why God has put that instinct in a lot of people. I visited Seoul, Korea. Right. I stayed there for a week with my friend. Yeah. My Korean friend. So mm-hmm. like he showed me like everything. Um, and that was crazy fun. Yeah, how was I, it? It was good. Uh, I was I got sick, <laughs> oh, like man. midway through the trip. Unlucky. So there was like three days where I was just like basically lying in bed just playing video games because I didn't feel like going out. <laughs> but um, the the city, the food, the people, just everything about it, it was just right. it was foreign and it was interesting to me. Yeah. But I do want to visit Japan definitely. I feel like it has some of the same vibes as Korea, but it's so yeah. like, unique, mm-hmm. distinctive. And then just Europe. I want to go anywhere in Europe. Yeah, I've never thought about Europe, but now when you mention it, it's yeah. like it, it seems pretty cool. There's so much like there's so much of the world out there. And it's like, it's so close together. Yeah. 100%. Like you can like you can take a a four hour ride and get like halfway across the continent, mm. you know? Insane. Yeah. I think just yeah, traveling in general, that's just like I, I'm really I think I'm really into that too. Just like back backpack what what makes you why backpacking? Backpacking because I'm not I'm not like a, a frills guy. I don't need much. Mm. All I need is like food and a place to stay. Right. Mm. And then if I have my camera, you know, I'll be I'll be making memories, taking taking those with me, you know. Right. Mm. So I'm I don't need to like stay in like a five star hotel with a pool and and all that stuff just because that's not important to me. Mm. Man, you ever think about like a wood like a like a hike in the woods or something and taking like pictures? No, like? yeah. Um, in the Philippines. I did a lot of, of trail racing, mm. so like like running. I did a 15k, I think. Wow! Just trail race. Yeah, this is when I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. 15k. What is that? Is that is, uh, is that like not 15 miles. eight miles? It's still, man. But yeah, you, you, I had to train for it, of course. But like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I I haven't done that as much like since getting back here because there aren't as many trails, but still like nature. Like I love exploring nature. It's just so beautiful all that we have. We should really go to Hideaway. There's a bunch of trails for that, sure. like that that are all over the woods. Mm-hmm. And caving's coming up too. Yeah. Have you are you in the caving? I've gone on a couple caves, not like a like expeditions, but just like caves that you can like visit and you can go like so far in before like they kind of like peter out. But I know right. that Liberty's offering a couple of like caving explorations where you actually have to have like a headlamp and like gear and stuff and I, that would be super cool. Yeah, like they repel you down like you got like Bye-bye. Because me personally, I'm not really claustrophobic. Yeah. Like, I don't get creeped out by small spaces. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that would just be like a, a, a insane experience. Yeah, experience. it's just like you got all this gear on. You're kind of just exploring nature, you know? I definitely I definitely think, I think so. I, I, I mean, I've seen videos of cavers, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I love mm-hmm. everyone. But I no. don't know how they're like, oh, well, okay, we're going to go through this hole. And we're yeah. going to breathe like they breathe in so yeah. their chest like comes in as tight as they can yeah. so they can squeeze past something it's insane i don't like the the or i would never go in a cave where it's like this wide and you're oh. like you're like going like at a 45 degree angle just crawling on your stomach like hopefully there's a room in here yeah, so we I don't mean, die what happens if there's like a murderer in there and just like just like a murderer 5 miles deep in a cave i mean i want to i want to put it past it man you know after watching the the story about the the Thai soccer team, I think they're Thai. Oh yeah. The the the, the soccer team. That just made me want to go caving more. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I, I would be like, dude, that would be so cool to go there. How, how, like, remind me about that again. What what even happened again? So I, I yeah. I saw the documentary. I, they I, went on 
a caving trip. Like the there's like these fourteen like middle school guys, right. and their coach. And when they were in the cave, it started raining really hard. And there were signs out front that said like don't go in, but they walked the other way and they didn't see them, because uh, I guess it was flood season or whatever. Right. And they, the the floods filled up the cave so they couldn't they couldn't get out the same way and so they went a different way which just led them deeper into the cave and they got stuck <laughs> for like two weeks or something like that yeah. they had to bring like divers in there to like with with oxygen gear to like go through the cave and get them out yeah i heard about that yeah. mm-hmm. how they got food and water they didn't they had i mean they had water but they i think they had like a little bit of food yeah just like snacks that they brought but they yeah. didn't have much at all how long can the body go without food isn't it um it's three weeks i think it's three days without water three weeks without food man three days without water is crazy. yeah i love me some water h2o it's the best whenever i go to like a restaurant and i get water i always put like a splash of like fruit punch in it (laughs) fruit punch in it just so it doesn't taste like bland it's the same as like adding a lemon on top or whatever yeah i mean uh, like sometimes people, my brother just orders like a plate of lemon, and like what my mom always does too is like she looks around, like well, the waiter asks like, "What do we want to drink?" But we're gonna get water regardless because you know like we don't really drink soda that yeah. much, and we just like kind of do like at this point we just look around like, oh, okay, well I guess we'll have waters, you know it's fun, but like, oh yeah, man. a lot of people are saying the restaurants are are dining is dying, man. Are dying where? Dine, dining is like. Mm. I think um, like food. What you know? Have you ever used like Uber Eats or like DoorDash yeah, yeah. or something? I was a DoorDash driver actually for oh. like six months or something like that. Wait, tell me about that. I'm I'm well, sure. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. No, no, I, I, I don't really know uh, how it's going. I, I was I, I was sure. just thinking about Uber Eats. Yeah. No, yeah, DoorDash. Like how pricey So it is. I started with it because after I turned 18, Uber doesn't let you do it till you're 19. Really? Um, as well as Grubhub doesn't let you do it till you're 19. Yeah. But Uber, or but DoorDash, you can start when you're 18. So I signed up. They were like, if you do this many dashes in 30 days, you'll get a $200 bonus. Wow. So I was like, dude, I'm going to go for that bonus because that would make like each, or I think it was $300 bonus even. So I'm like, dude, wow. that's, a, that's a huge incentive just to get people onto the app and to start using it. Right. And so I completed the, the right amount. And I, I, w- I was doing the calculations and I'm like, mm-hmm. after like gas prices, yeah. I'm making like 20 bucks an hour. And it's not even that hard work because you just drive around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, how how much were you really getting off of gas? Like, like maybe. So that was that was when gas was more expensive. Mm. And Mm. so I would make like, I think the most I made was like sixty bucks in two hours. Okay. And gas would probably be about ten to fifteen of that. Okay. Just because you there's like a a certain you have to choose which orders to to take right, yeah. and not to take based on the distance and the tip and, and all that involved. Yeah, you gotta be smart about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like super selective. So like out of every like 15, I would only pick like one or two. Wow. Just okay. because some of them like, they're like a $1 tip for like five miles. And I'm like, I am not going that far to bring you McDonald's. You can get it yourself. Hmm. I mean like, would you ever, like what was your craziest like drop off experience? So one time I went to KFC and I, I was waiting there for like 10 minutes going like, okay, well, what's, why is, why is it waiting? Why is it taking so long? And then they come out with like three buckets of like, they hand me like three buckets of chicken, like some drinks and everything. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of food. And so I, when you, when you uh, choose to select an order, yeah. you can see, they show you a certain tip amount. Right. 
but sometimes they don't show you all of it. And so I saw that it was going to be like, like seven bucks for like five miles. And usually you want to keep the dollars over the, the mileage. So I was like, okay, that's not bad. Seven dollars. And so I, I picked up the KFC. I drove and I was driving. I'm like, okay, the house should be up here on the left. And I, I looked to the left and there's just this huge mansion. And I'm like, where do I go in? I don't want to like mess anything up or like drive in the wrong area. Cause I didn't know honestly where to go. And so there's this like the big sign out front with the, the number, the house number. And I'm like, oh, yep, this is definitely it. Mm -hmm. And so I pull in, I'm just like driving down this long driveway. There's like a fountain on the left. There's like a statue on the, the right. I'm like, dude, what? I, I almost, I pull up and there's like two houses. And I learned that one of them is the garage, which I thought it was a house, but there's like a six car garage or something. Man. And so I, I pull up and funny story, I actually forgot to put the car in park. So I tried to get out of the car <laughs> and it starts like rolling down the driveway. And so <laughs> I have to like stop it, like put it in park before I get out and like, here's your chicken. So I hand it to them. I'm like, dude, this is a crazy ass guy. He's like, thanks. And he, I was just like, okay, you, that was kind of rude. You know, I brought you like three buckets of chicken. <laughs> like you could at least be happy about it. And so then I, I start to pull out and I, I click like complete order on the app. Yeah. And it said he gave me a $15 tip. And I'm uh, like, dude, that took me like 20 minutes to complete. Like $15? That's like what I was making at Chick-fil-A at the time, an mm. hour. And so, yeah. And so as I drove out, I just like drove out slowly so I could like admire all of it. I was like taking a video on my phone. I'm like, <laughs> like we live in the good life out here. <laughs> me with my, my, my dented car. Wait, how did I get a dent in it? Oh, so I... I was in a hit and run. Oh man. Stupid. This pickup truck pulled out of a gas station into the left lane, gouged a hole out of the left side of my passenger passenger door. Right. Just gouged a deep hole and then pulled back into the gas station and just pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it pull back into the gas station? I'm assuming it was probably like a like a uh, an illegal who didn't have like permits or anything. Oh, so right. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, but, unlucky dude. Yeah. But I got like 900 bucks from insurance oh, that's and bad. I put that into schooling you know mm. go to school kids dude yeah you said I'm fine with this dent in my car bro I'm gonna use it for you just scanned insurance no I was like dude I gotta fix it you know like I took pictures I'm like what am I paying you guys for like I'm paying you guys like a certain amount every month and you're not gonna help me right. they're like okay fine here's, here's the money and so I'm like joke's on you mm. this dent is just cosmetic my car runs fine <laughs> yeah I mean I've I've had uh, my car back home, baby blue. I call it a nice blue Pontiac G6 from mm -hmm. 2006. It might be seven. I've had. I don't know how she's. I don't know how she's still alive, man. Yep. Uh, there was there was this one time, I was uh, at a spear Halloween, and uh, it was it was like the day before Halloween. It was the day before I came to Seafall actually. So this was maybe about two years ago, and I'm I'm, I'm I see a spot for curbside pickup, for, <laughs> I think it was for Panera, I think. Uh, so I, I pull in and all I hear is and because <laughs> I'm, I'm turning in the parking spot and it's in between these two other cars and I just hear like and I stop and I reverse and there's this tiny little dent in, in the in this white car um, that I'm that I just that I pull next to so I'm freaking out I'm, I'm so I'm trying to figure out what to do because I'm I don't want to tell my parents I don't want to really uh, and I was meeting someone uh, her name was, her name was, uh, actually, I don't know. It should be comfortable. Uh, let's just say her name was Sarah. So I was meeting this girl named Sarah. It's Halloween. We're going to look around. And then I just hit this guy's car. And I'm, I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness. So before I had gone to the movies with a bunch of my friends and my friend, John, he was riding a skateboard 
and he fell and his skateboard rolled and dented the car. So what he did was he put money on the windshield and called it a day. And so I was like, okay, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great idea. I have $60, which I was, I was planning to spend on a Halloween costume. Mm -hmm. And I put it on the windshield and uh, Sarah got there and we went and spare Halloween. And I was freaking out the whole time to the point where she said, you're being really annoying right now. And she left. I don't, I don't really talk to Sarah that much anymore now. But I can't. I come out of the store and I'm just like, I'm defeated. I, I'm just like, man, this sucks. I'm going to see Fall tomorrow and I feel miserable. Like I mm -hmm. just hit a car. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming out to my car. And I forgot to tell you, I, I, uh, I went away in two different spots. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I come over to my car. I'm walking back and I see a cop car in front of my car. And I'm, I'm just standing there. I'm just Yikes. Like, <sighs> so... Long story short, you know, I, I was I was crying. I was in hysterics, man. He's like, "Yeah, can I see your license with registration, please, sir? Do you know what I'm uh, you know, what I'm here for?" He's like, "Yeah, I have suspicion for hit and run." I said, "And I have barely even went a couple of parking spots away." Mm -hmm. But and he was like, "Well, this guy's gonna have to come out and you know, if he wants to press charges or not." Mm -hmm. Um, I said, "Okay, so I'm hoping this is not a Vietnam vet or something, or I'm hoping it's not some you know." crazy cat lady mm -hmm. and we, I wait there for about two hours and um, I, and the guy says because uh, he wasn't in his car and the you know the cop said he would shine his flashlight when um, when the guy came so I'm waiting there my dad's on the way uh, he shines his flashlight I'm like here we go you know I'm never I'm not gonna go to college I'm not gonna so locked I'm, up I'm getting out man and I see this cop is talking to the guy. I'm waiting. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> and there's this chipper old man. He works, not even old, maybe in his 40s. I don't know why I call him the old man. Yeah. Uh, this chipper guy in his 40s. He works at the music shop. Well, I just got in the music shop and I saw you there and I said, oh my goodness, is everyone okay? And I found it was my car and, you know, you know, God loves you, right? I was like, oh. Amen. Like, what? <laughs> He's like, you know, let me call my dad because it's his car. <laughs> and let's see if, but, and then he said, you know, he, he's not, and I got away. He never pressed charges. He never called me back. We exchanged, we exchanged insurance information. Yeah. But man, like, just, I feel like all this stuff, like just cars in general are kind of like, kind of crazy. Like we just are all driving around these big hunks of metal. Yeah. You know? No, like the power you have. That's why it's so important to like actually be aware of your surroundings when driving mm -hmm. because dude you could it's scary like how much power you have when you're in the car i mean why'd you choose liberty out of everything i mean i mentioned before like i got int interested in it through the mk scholarship right uh, but then when we came to the states i ended up not being eligible for it because we had been living in the states for like the past year yeah. so even though i had been uh, a missionary for a missionary kid for 17 years of my life because of the 18th year in the states they wouldn't allow me to be eligible for the scholarship which was it's it's an it's frustrating because my, my parents were doing all the exact same work remotely that right. they were doing in the philippines but because they were living in the states that's why even though the covid pandemic had pushed us out and they were doing all the same work just remotely. 
that was the reason why I wasn't eligible because my parents were living in the states. That's insane. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of so that was that was a big bummer because right. the MK scholarship would have definitely helped. Right. Yeah. But I looked. There was a couple colleges I was considering. I was considering Regent. I was considering JMU. I was looking into Pensacola for a little bit in my junior year, but that kind of fizzled out. No, where where are the where are all those? At? Pensacola is in Florida. Regent is in Virginia Beach. And JMU is like an hour north uh, of here in Harrisonburg. Right. Are those all Christian colleges or are they just college in general? Regent and Pensacola are Christian and JMU is not. James mm-hmm. Madison. Oh, James Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I applied to all those. I got into all of them. And I was just looking and I looked over like the financial aid. Right. And Liberty's ended up being the cheapest. And so I was like, okay, I can make that work. And then I, now that I have a work study, it's like even more affordable. Yeah, 100%. And so, Yeah. I mean, how, how does work study essentially work, if you will? It's essentially a job, but there's no taxes because uh, you're getting paid by the government, not by the university. I see. Okay. Yeah. So the government sets aside certain funds for student workers. Right. And you're only eligible for a work study, like if your parents are poor, basically. Right. And so because my parents are missionaries, all of our, all of our, all of their, uh, I guess income is from support that we raise Mm -hmm. so nobody pays us we just get like donations from like our church supports us people in our church support us people in other churches support us family Mm -hmm. you know yeah so that's that's how we uh that's how my family makes a a living and so because of that i was eligible for work study and that means that for every hour i work um i get money that goes directly to my tuition Mm. so it's there's no taxes on it which means that I'm, i'm taking everything that i i earn and I can work up to 29 hours a week. Usually, though, it's around 15 to 18, with most of those hours just being shooting events, which right. it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah, so it's not like it doesn't game, feel like work. And it, it's, it's experience, too, for my future. So right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I, I'm really so cool. grateful. Hmm. Who would you say, um, let's say you're shooting a convo, mm-hmm. you know, who would who would be your dream combo speaker? Like for you to for you to like, you know, take flicks of, you know. So the thing is, when I'm when I'm shooting, I'm not really paying attention to the message. Boom. So because I'm focusing on like, OK, I need to get a, I need to get a good shot. Ooh, I need to yeah, get a Where should I go? Right. So if I'm shooting them, I probably won't be paying like as much attention to them. Mm. So shooting a person and like listening to a person speak is definitely different. Right. So let's say you don't have a camera. What would you okay. say then? Like if I'm just listening to the. the yeah. Listening like if to you the could have anybody on sure. top, you know. I think I watched Ben Shapiro's last convo visit. He visited convo like 2016 or something. Right. And that one was really good. But there's just so many, like, I'm I'm interested in more like the the stuff that's going on today. So like Ben Shapiro, he's more of a political figure, I would say, um, in that he t- mostly covers political topics. Right. And I feel like knowing that stuff is so important, especially because now we're at the age where we have to vote. We have to make these decisions that will impact our country. And I know it's good to be educated about that. And I know Ben Shapiro is, he's a, he's Jewish, right. but he holds a lot of the same morals that we Christians do. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think Shapiro would be really fun. He just talks really fast. So mm-hmm. like, he would get like probably maybe hour 30 of content delivered in like mm-hmm. 40 minutes or yep. something. Yeah. That's really nice. I say, uh, we wrap it up. So, I mean, what would you leave the, the listeners with one piece of advice? Listeners. What, what would you, what would you give them? I would say don't worry too much about what's going on in your life mm-hmm. because in the end, of everything's in God's hands. Like me, I didn't even know I was going to be living in the States. Right. I thought I was going to be overseas until 
college, but we ended up coming back here a year early right. and I made some of the best friends. I'm rooming with them now, mm. all because we were forced to stay back here another year because of the COVID situation. So I would say don't get too stuck uh, on your plans right. because in the end, like all of our plans are just his plans. Mm. And so I would say live each day knowing that like everything you do is in his hands for mm. his purpose, even if you don't see it. Right. I mean, actually, how did you uh, how did you really get to know Christ, anyways? So, because I was a missionary, my parents introduced me to the, to the gospel at a very young age. Right. I was I grew up going to church, going to Sunday school, all that stuff. But I accepted Christ when I was five years old. I remember that, mm. asking that I want Him to come into my heart yeah. to be my Savior. And then I got baptized in seventh grade, and since then, like I feel like the Spirit has just been working in me, mm. growing me, growing me in character, growing me in my faith, and. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. It's a great environment if you if you want to grow in your faith just because there's so many opportunities present. 100%. Well, yeah. Noah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, and Mr. Ladies Dwyer. and gentlemen, this has been the ninth episode. we got big things coming, and they're going <laughs> to... Thank you. For Surprise guest <laughs> next week. <laughs>